listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we are in the studio for episode 152, joined by our regular mm-hmm. friend of the show, mm-hmm. Tyler Perez. Welcome back, sir. Yeah. What up, everybody? What's I'm going on, Tyler? The regular now. That's right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You got regular status. What is this? It's like number four, number five? We, we no, working. yeah, even a little bit more than that. If I had to guess, I'd say this is like six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I want to have to call a little tape on that one. <laughs> but yeah, man. So uh, you guys been watching anything interesting this weekend? What about you, Rico? Yeah, I caught um, the season premiere of Lupin. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, actually season two dropped on Netflix this weekend. So I, I caught the the season premiere. And Wait, that was pretty Lupin, good. Lupin, the the French thief. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and you know what? Okay, we're gonna talk about that. Me and Carolina sat down. We looked at it. We were like, that that wasn't our top two things to choose to watch, <laughs> but we didn't have enough time to start it because. Uh, the episodes are kind of long, but I'm, I'm definitely that looks super interesting. I enjoy it, man. I enjoy it. I mean, I, I described him as a con artist last time, but they describe it as like the French James Bond. You know what I <laughs> mean? So that makes him sound a lot cooler. And he okay. does pretty much do stuff like that. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Disguises, beating people up, gunplay. The play. difference between mm-hmm. a confidence man and a con artist is semantic. <laughs> yeah. They do pretty much the same yeah. thing. They're tricking your ass with words. Really? Nice. Yeah, but it's it's dope. I enjoyed this season, the season, um, uh, the season premiere. So I mean, if so you're in season two, okay. And it's not a long. It's it's five hour long episodes. So I'm yeah, gonna jump into yeah. season one, and we'll definitely uh, get into that. Uh, nice. Next, uh, interesting. Next I've episode. never seen a French show before, so I was like, "Hey, really? Black Lead, fucking." I've seen, I've seen Lupin. I've had, I've had uh, a few experiences with French cinema in terms of movies, and I've seen only probably two or three French TV shows, and honestly, they're very good. You're and so I really good. appreciate that the French comedy and 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 French. Uh, drama kind of it permeates all levels of their society it's very interesting mm-hmm. it's a very interesting social dynamic because mm-hmm. you know their view of criminals and everything like that is a very nuanced one way more nuanced <laughs> than what you get in your typical european or western uh storyline that's for <laughs> sure yeah. but um yeah because the romanticization of the criminal is is very similar to american culture but they don't romanticize the brutal nature of the criminal like Americans do. You know what I mean? They romanticize the more suave and intellectual side. And so you get a very, I, I like that. I think that it makes for very interesting characters. Yeah, the show's pretty late, man. I, I am enjoying it so far. So the, the basic premise is, is that um, his uh, father was a was a, a, a jewel thief or some kind of master burglar. And he was caught by a... A an officer. No, nah, it's actually not. Like his dad was a scholar. Oh, okay. and he so, raised him to be a scholar, and he was accused. He was falsely accused of it, and that's okay, why. So, okay, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my knowledge is only very superficial, so I only know like the the bullshit they told us about him. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did. I, but I don't want to spoil too much. So okay. Yeah. So yeah, I I know the, the the preliminaries, but yeah, he ends up going on a mission of revenge. Yep. 
And so there, there in line I mean, is the premise of the story. The thing is, like he he had he had sort of he bought the the he bought the corporate line, and the corporate line was fine until the jewels his dad was accused of stealing Round showed up for sale at mm. their um, it has charity auction. It always happens. And then he was like, oh, "Wait, wait, a, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute," you know. And then that, that's when kicks him off on his journey. It starts the it starts his descent into the rabbit hole. Yeah, and Omar C, the uh the main character in that he's he's dope, man. I fucks with him. He's very he's a great actor, very dynamic. Cause you know to be that character you gotta be you gotta be pull off Absolutely. different um different roles and shit because he's always going in disguise and, 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 and it's, tricking it's people. interesting to be a master of disguise in French society when you're black when you're because black you always person. stick out. Not only a black them. person, but when you're like a six foot five <laughs> yeah. black person. Like Omar C is not a little person. Ooh. All right, I'm so, so I always old. thought that that was interesting. So I'm glad that you said that they pointed they that they uh that they sh- they show how he does that. Yeah, you know race I mean? is a pretty big, very important like undercurrent in the in the show. You know, and and you know, America doesn't have a, a monopoly on that shit. You know what I mean? Theirs <laughs> is just very seasoned. They just do it the best. You feel? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the the thing about American racism is how dehumanizing it is, and how systemic it is. In other countries, there's a there's a culture of racism. Absolutely. But they aren't so bold that I understand, that I know of, as to enshrine it in law the way they try to in America. Yeah. They don't try to obfuscate history to to do away with their racism. No, they're like, if you're going to be racism, you're, you're going to, if you're going to be racist, if you're going to be racist, you're going to do it in the light of knowing what happened. You can choose to do that, which obviously a lot of people still do, but... You're not going to do so by being delusional about the past. In America, they they will deconstruct their whole education system to stop people from learning about their racism. Mm-hmm. Shit is absurd. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, uh, I can imagine that race runs very deep in that show because yeah, uh, it's very especially in like East uh, in European countries like that. It's very obvious. Like black people obviously weren't just there. Like if you're here, <laughs> you have a history of why you were here. Your peoples have a history. You know what I mean? Of how you how you got here. And so, yeah, I can imagine that that bears a heavy weight on the descendants. Just the same way that slavery weighs a lot on American descendants. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Sorry. My meta-analysis of the show that I haven't watched yet. Yeah. Intriguing on that. Lupin, I'm sold. Yes. Yeah. I'll That's check really it out. Joke, man. You said it's on dope. Netflix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah, and, and I think it's Never a very reasonable consume as well. At two seasons, yeah. five episodes, an hour apiece. Mm-hmm. Very reasonable. And because I'm getting on my French shit, I decided like I have to learn either French or Spanish like fluently first, and I've officially decided I'm going French. In, in the world so, of this cooking, I think that you're in a and you're you're making a good decision. Yeah, you can't go wrong learning French French in the world of fine cuisine. Sure, and look, a credit to the African American people because that's still a more uh, French influence there than Spanish. Absolutely, so. it, was, it was always funny <laughs> I'll, because I'll lean that way. It, yeah, like. The same way that when you get Jamaicans who speak very proper English, you have uh, Haitians who speak very proper French, yeah. and it's it's a very interesting <laughs> thing. They speak it very it, it, French spoken with such a deep voice. Yeah, I, I do like hearing it. It's an interesting yeah, uh, dialect. Cool. But yeah, anyway, uh, off to the side of that. Uh, you been watching anything as of recent? Yeah, I've been watching. I, if anything, I feel like I've been watching too much stuff lately. There's too much stuff to watch. Um, I could give a quick shout out to Breaking Bad. I'm still finishing up on that. Mm-hmm. I'm on nice. the last season, going into episode nine. So of the last season, 
Yeah, of the last season, episode oh, okay. nine. Oh, okay. You're a lot farther along than I realized. Yeah. 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 So we're getting there. You know, a couple episodes left, like five episodes. Um, I can give a quick shout out to NBA. I've been watching the playoffs as much as possible during okay. this week. They've been awesome. The playoffs have been crazy. So, you know, there's so many games too every yeah. day, basically. So that's where it's like as you get time or as dedicated as you are to that. I'm more of a highlight kind of guy. Yeah, yeah I don't care enough to watch a whole game, but yeah. I'm definitely like. Or if you watch it in the in background, you know, too, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. for me, that's pretty much what it is. Like tuning in and then kind of tuning out too. Um, yeah. yeah, different forms, and then you have your diehards too. They're watching the whole game. <laughs> they're watching the whole game. Yeah, <laughs> through the commercials. Um, for football, obviously, I'm a huge football fan. The Euros are going on right now. Oh, the, that was going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. They just started. And so they're still calling them the 2020 Euros because that's oh, okay. still going to fit in the format. It's every four years. So it would be confusing if you change the name to 2021 mm-hmm. um, and make sense because it was delayed from COVID. So they're still calling them the 2020 Euros. So that's on now. It just started. Um, so far, so good. And then the one that I thought was most most worth mentioning was the F one race from last week. That oh, was, okay. it was awesome. Was that good? Yeah. So the the last weekend, um, they don't have another race until another week. So last Sunday was the last race they've had. It was in Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was, that's where it was held at, and I think either the circuit or the area is called Baku. Mm-hmm. So it was an awesome race, and yeah, it it what the the kind of craziest incidents during the race were that two tire blowouts, which I had in, in so my time of yeah people behind you. It's a like lot your tire blows out because of a lot of things. You. Yeah, and, and luckily they weren't that close. Um, but yeah, for a lot of reasons, and so far in my time of watching, I've never heard them like directly kind of bring that up. Like maybe that uh, Pirelli there is the mm-hmm. people in question and to blame perhaps for what oh, happened. So you think they made bad tires? Well, it's not even that they made bad tires, but it's that they are the ones that are ultimately probably are the ones that need to answer for why did this happen? Because what happened was that two drivers had their back left tires blow out. And so one ended up against the wall. Um, Both of them could have been worse is the most important part. The drivers were okay. Mm -hmm. And they definitely could have been worse. The other driver was going, yeah, they will be. And that's where you speculate early. I I don't like to do that. So you got to find out who has uh, played the terrible scourge that has got your games. Mm -hmm. You, I'm very used to things that seem to have an astronomically low chance of actually happening. Yeah actually happen Turning occasionally. Out. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. so I can imagine that the idea that two drivers with, with the, the same, same brand like, tire well, and the same si- wheel blow yeah, out sure, yeah, is that. very astronomically low. Yes. But this was a an N of one as they say. This happened once. Mm-hmm. And so statistically, if there is a possibility of it happening, you can't be surprised if it happens once. Now if it yeah. does like if you had another race and two pack left tire Pirelli <laughs> yeah. tires blew out, I'd be yeah. like, whoa, okay. Yeah, but honestly, I, this is a very high. That's a very um stressful, you know, thing for those tires. You know, yes. these 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 races are very very stressful. That's why they, tra- they change them so frequently. Mm-hmm. So the idea that that tire went out on two vehicles 
seems very random and odd, but I don't know if that's foul play. I, like, I'm not going to say, like, yo, Pirelli makes <laughs> Pirelli, faulty tires. Yeah. Pirelli's trash. And, and you can't Stop because that's, Pirelli tires. that's why they're there in the first <laughs> they place. They got bad rubber. Like, nah, man, I can't do That's that. why they're the sponsor in the first place. So that was also what I mentioned to somebody just in talking of, like, it is an interesting predicament where, like, you know, it's not ultimately going to hurt their brand. Like, they're going to do them in, but obviously it's not a good look when they're kind of calling look, you absolutely. out. Yeah, saying that it could be your fault. But there's still a reason why they're using Pirelli's. But do, honestly... It also, I'm not, I, it, Pirelli is a huge corporation. <laughs> Some, there's not, there's, there's not like an unheard of chance that there was malfeasance and it actually was faulty rubber. That mm-hmm. could have happened mm-hmm. because the, as I said, these are very high turnaround item. So the likelihood that those tires came from a similar batch mm-hmm. is actually probably pretty high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They might make those tires ready to order. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so they, those tires were ordered for this. And so that could be. They, they might have had an issue and there was a high rate of failure on all those tires in that batch. And then sure. that would be a Pirelli issue. And so I do hope that there is an investigation. There has that is to a be. real thing. But yeah, happens. there has to be. And yeah. And so the like more significant parts of it, too, is that the one lead uh, Max Verstappen, Verstappen was leading. He was Oof. basically going to win. Oof. Lap, yeah, lap 49, I believe, out of 51. And that was when at almost 200 miles per hour, from my remember as a reference, Man, his you tire imagine blew imagine what out. that feels like? I exactly. Can't. And it's, again, it's like, hey, thank God, because, yes, obviously that could be a lot worse than what actually happened. He made it out, and he's okay, besides obviously being shaken up for And, again, you have the view of his car from what it looked like. No, it's like I can't you even can imagine see 200 it. miles Everybody an hour has, you have a tire go out, my G. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, it, it was pretty crazy. Like multiple of his lives go by him. He was like, yeah. yo, I could have done this. So I whole timeline. So the yeah. other timelines figured it out. Yeah. Came out like, if I come out of this, man, yeah. life's going to be different. <laughs> hey, right. So, I mean, that's the life of an F all of all their F1 drivers. But yeah, so they did make it out both. Okay, though. And so then they still with like a red flag coming from that 49th lap, they still wanted to finish the race. Mm. I guess it's like a part of the culture, too. They understand that once yeah. you pass like a 75% part you don't have to finish it but if you can you want yeah so okay so right at the end they're coming out they're lining up on the grid everybody's getting lined up for these last two laps you notice that hamilton who i put most people if you know anything about f1 hamilton is think of as one of the all-time best Mm -hmm. he's in like second place you notice that his tires are smoking there's fucking that was the first thing i noticed his tires are just smoke coming off them so that's good guys there's some kind of i guess like technique or something you do you're trying to heat heat them you're trying to heat them See, I'm ready. Obviously, he's fucking overdone it. So after I'm able to look back at this, I realize I realized the predicament he was in. That doesn't mean that he can just go, oh, my tires are smoking. I got to take it easy now. He still has to do as much as he can do through this next turn to keep his places or get in the and get into first place. He ends up just through the first turn flying right off the course, yes. <laughs> breaks locks, and he's out of there. That so, sucks. like, when I saw that happen, I was just like, yo, this is wild. Yeah, yeah like, watching that kind of shit for F1 is crazy. And and even though that race was on a Sunday, for our time, it was oh, on a it, Sunday it, morning. His adrenaline was probably at peak, too. He's like, I'm <laughs> Yeah. Well, it was funny enough to me to think back later, like, oh, that's why. He couldn't, he couldn't, just, that was he couldn't just back out. I'm, I'm only laughing because he made it out of Well, yeah, and that part, too. They, though That part of the course is designed for, yeah, if you go off, there's space there. It's not like it's just a wall that you'd mm-hmm. run into. Yeah, they're, you know, they do that stuff nowadays, especially, have, I think, the most <laughs> amount of all that safety stuff for each turn, for all the turns and all the, the parts of the course. But, yeah, um, the... 
that whole race was incredible. Um, I was going to say for a, a shout out even to the country there. It looked beautiful, the parts of the circuit oh, yeah. that they were shooting on and stuff. Um, I thought that was really cool because a country yeah. like Azer- Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan, yeah. Like I really don't know much about them. In my head, I was like, it borders Turkey, right? Eastern, yeah, so, Eastern Europe, right? Yeah, sure, right? It's like right in between the Middle East and yeah, Europe. Yeah, Eastern Europe, Western Russia. I believe it's north of the middle, what they would consider the Middle East. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, my geography is trash. Yeah, no, I think that it's still because here's what I knew about it was that I boarded Turkey. So then okay. when I looked, it touches also like Italy and some yeah. other kind. It's like right in between there. Yeah. yeah and the, the Eastern European right countries there, yeah. as well. Yeah. It's, it's mixed in between all those. Seeing it, what was cool was that it had like a lot of really nice buildings, just amazing looking, obviously like apartments and stuff like that too. And mixed in with like forests and uh, yeah, like nature, like forest uh, stuff. Yeah. So it looked really nice. And that was cool to see. Um, I, I actually, architecture and nature like that. Yeah. I actually didn't like the previous race. Well, I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but it was in Monaco. And Monaco is a beautiful place. It looks amazing, but it's a super narrow circuit and there's not a lot of passing. So it's basically very boring to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had bad experiences in Monaco. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I like the aesthetics of it, but I, after a while, I mean, obviously a lot of that was background watching because then it became like, well, yeah, I know it doesn't look like anything's going to change anytime soon. So yeah, yeah, that, that, that was interesting with those races. And then to their credit, I only saw positive comments about Monaco, though, as well. I was expecting people to. I was expecting people to say they also must just be really diehard because they. I've heard the commentators mention how a part of F one that you might that's potentially not entertaining is when there's least less passing. That's a part of what makes it exciting. So when there's the courses with the less passing, they mention that. Um, But in that case, in Monaco, I thought it was all hyped up. And so I was expecting it to be really exciting, though. And it wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Um, and then again, from the comments, it's like, okay, well, people still enjoyed it. So hats off. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. I mean, there's a market for all Nobody kinds of said, races. oh, that was boring. Nobody made any passes. That's what I thought I was going to see a lot of comments. <laughs> but yeah, credit to them. And that, yeah, that was it. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, man. I have, I've been watching a couple of shows. I'm, I, I, I'm going to reserve opinion on them. <laughs> because uh, they haven't shaped up yet, you know what I mean, and so I'm, I'm gonna hold off on that. But I did uh, catch up on E3 coverage, mm-hmm. so that's really been uh, what I've been kind of consuming the most of as of late. So yeah, let's yes. just move on into that because uh, I think E3 started out reasonably well. I, I think this is a the a digital format is just much better. Like, the whole live thing was unnecessary. Um, the production value that went into what the studios chose to do for their presentations was much higher. Not having to worry about being in the E3 studio or convention center, but being able to just do it in their own in-home studios. They they were able to do much better. Digital uh, Devolver. I mean, that's a COVID thing, though. <laughs> True. But I think they're going to maintain that. And I think that, yes, I absolutely agree that it's, it's uh, something that they probably adopted for COVID. But I think it's, uh, when they see the 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 analytics from it, it's going to be competitive. Like this E3, based on the declining um, uh, 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 attendance of the last physical E3, is probably going to be competitive. You don't think so? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't really seen the numbers, but it's not. It's it's a convention. You can always make it work. You can always make mm-hmm. a convention work. Only like Disney has been doing D twenty four for ages. How the hell do they do uh, digital conventions or whatever? Well, it's not a digital convention. It's just uh, it's it's a like a, a live... bunch of presentations yeah. hosted uh, by 
uh, hold on, the E3 committee uh, on their YouTube channel, and I believe that they also broadcast from their website um, yeah. of It's more of a conference than a convention. Mm. Yeah, it's like a conference, but yeah, it's not a, it used to be and a And you feel conference. like that thing, that holds water. What's that? You think that holds water, like it's For tight. this, yes. Okay. Because when it comes to uh, video games, yeah, I think that this is just as uh, impacting as if they were to have a physical event. Okay, yeah. In terms of getting the information across, there you go. In I terms of that how part. people enjoy it, um, yeah. there are. I, I I'm not. I, and I don't know what the last attendance of E3 was, but it's a it's a pretty niche international community that attends in E3. Yeah, it's not the biggest community it's overall cool, though. and i'm not sure i think what you their, could still uh, enjoy it what their sales are if you aren't super into video games on stuff too though like it is still it's all pretty interesting is know? it i don't know well, it's more mean? of an industry event than anything it is. And it's very so. industry so it's it not is. really a consumer event so it's, yeah. i don't know how how uh, much merch they sell because i think that that's a significant portion of what keeps conventions going is merch sales yeah I mean, if it's anything like um, NAM, which is the uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, North American, what is it, music and something? Mm-hmm. Basically, it's mm-hmm. the it's like the it's like the E3, but for audio related stuff. Yeah, like that stuff you you charge for um, entrance, and it's pretty much mm-hmm. all industry industry insiders. It's That's no true. no really like fans or anything like that. That's it's true. just people that are working in the industry, and you come as a place to network. And mm-hmm. so it's still I, I it's still viable if they want to do that in house and have people and then broadcast it as well. True. Um, so I mean, if I it's failing, it's just music. a matter of just addressing where the weaknesses are and bolstering yeah. those. I think that um, the population of people in the music industry are probably more social and more interested in in person events than mm-hmm. the typical industry insider in the video game community the and nerds. that's just that's just, a, that's but just it doesn't it doesn't a, uh, a generalization doesn't make it any less necessary though you know no, what I mean? oh, definitely they still have gdc yeah. at, the, at the the beginning mm-hmm. of the year as well that does a similar thing mm-hmm. which is why i, I st- i'm definitely glad that they're keeping e3 um i i just think that this the digital format actually is probably better hmm. in my opinion than the in the, uh than the uh in-person convention center because uh, it's really expensive and it's really hard to do, and they can circumvent a lot of the issues. Because you know, you know who's um, who used to organize these kind of things? Uh, Jeff's uh, girlfriend, mm. and she used to organize. And boy, man, it was stressful. <laughs> it is hard. It is not a, a an undertaking that's easy, but no less uh, necessary for the industry. So I don't, I don't want to uh, um, not acknowledge that, but. If you can do the same thing with this digital format and have the same outreach and the same um, exposure, I, yeah, I, I think that this in particular would probably be one that will stick with the with the digital format. Not to mention, a lot of the studios didn't have much to say. <laughs> they, they, they had good presentations, but they weren't bad presentations. I didn't hate any of the games that were being presented, but they, a lot of them just weren't, they weren't like exciting games and they weren't at the point in development where you could be like, oh man, yeah, this is coming together. It was like <laughs> the the studios that did large gameplay uh, demonstrations definitely had a lot to show, and those were mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. But a lot of studios also did mostly like CG displays, and yeah. I think that uh, uh, Carolina said it best when I was explaining to her what I was watching, and she was like, "Oh, so it's just video game catfishing." Low, and I was like, <laughs> unfortunately, based on how these these developers have been doing it yes when they sit there and show you 
a non-gameplay trailer with nothing but CG mm-hmm. and flash and bang and, and no real substance to the game and they don't have a release date and they, then yes, it's more likely that they're catfishing you. Mm. They're definitely showing you something that you're probably not going to get on release. No. Um, even though, not to say that it's never happened, there are games that have been truthful. Just not a lot of them. <laughs> not a lot of the good ones. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a reason why it, now it says, um, now underneath like almost all game footage, it says, uh, footage shown is indicative of, of like uh, game. Pre-alpha. Yeah. <laughs> like not it, even it, beta. Specifically pre-alpha. Right there. <laughs> Don't expect none of this shit to make it to game. <laughs> this isn't finished game footage. Yeah. yeah they've gotten caught plenty of times like. Where there's somebody in the background playing that shit on a controller, and the person sitting out front doing it is not actually doing anything. Absolutely, I definitely remember they're that in 2017's E3. Script, so I definitely remember that in 2017's E3. Somebody got called out for sitting there twiddling their thumbs, pretending to play a fucking uh, a, a, a CG demo. Yeah, Gosh, that shit was silly. But so uh, so far, um, Ubisoft, Xbox, Square have all done their um their big uh demonstrations and so uh I don't particularly care about Ubisoft and from what I uh read about their presentation it was terrible <laughs> so I did not waste my time with that one um and Xbox I just personally don't play Xbox but <laughs> they had a really dope RPG that yes, I really Yes, Odin Chronicles. Yeah. I, and okay. that was the I'm one honorable one. mention I was okay. about to give to the Xbox that one, presentation. That one looks fucking perfect. Odin Chronicles right is the spiritual successor to Sui Coden series, and boy, does it look amazing. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. the one spiritual successor to, I mean, I'm sorry, it is the one honorable mention from the Xbox presentation that I will uh, point out, but it is also coming to PS4 um, because it's okay. Kickstarter. Uh, if you donate it to Kickstarter, they they gave uh, they put that as one of the the benchmarks is that you can get the Xbox uh, uh, version or the PS4 version. So mm. I'm ecstatic about that. Um, I'm really yeah, hoping to see dope. more about the the uh, the PS4 version, which I'm sure will be just like the Xbox version. But boy, it, did you see the animations in that game? Yeah, oh, they looked so good. It's like. It's it's like what I want sprite based shit to. That's what that mm-hmm. should be the standard for mm-hmm. all sprite based games made beyond twenty yes. twenty. Like it's absurd. That, At least for this genre, this era, this yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why you know I mm-hmm. specify because yeah. it's like I've seen some stuff out there that that's like sprite based games that looks like it was made for the Nintendo or like for the mm-hmm. PS one, and I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Like. Mm-hmm. I know you can do better than this, man. Like, or even if you don't want to do sprites, do give me high quality, like fucking and animations. animations. Like, case in point, tripping. look at all of those side-scrolling um, uh, platformers that have been coming out that yeah. are super low-resolution pixel graphics, high-end animations. Yeah, that's. I mean, like, it's so fucking clear. look at Hades. That's, where that's it's like at. all well, illustrated shit, bro. You know, you know. There's it definitely like the graphical fidelity. I think we've gotten to a point where. If you're not going to go hyper realistic, just do good animations in whatever art style you choose, and mm-hmm. it'll it'll carry you at least artistically. You got you do have to develop the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to encourage people to, to slack on that, but um, in terms of visuals, just animate your shit, dude. <laughs> and I really like what they're doing with the changing ca- camera angles and shit mm-hmm. for their for the action. So yeah, that that looks yeah because you dope. had your core. It, it it seems like you have your core party. That's fighting uh, in the battles, and then you have support characters that are standing in like the foreground, 
And so, like, as you're attacking, your support characters, I guess, will randomly interject into battle. That's what it just looked like. I'm just trying to interpret the video. But, yeah, that shit looked dope. Yeah, it looked super fresh. So, I'm yeah, that was that. The, the standout for the Xbox one. But um, what else was going on in there? We have, uh, there was a, a hardware demonstration uh, from one of the, the uh, PC hardware designers. And I believe they were working also in conjunction with Steam on... Uh, a new Switch-like portable device for PC games. And it seems like there's going to be a lot of devices hitting the market, and it seems like Switch-like is a new genre of device we're going to be getting. Because they definitely described it as just that. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> like you guys are just owning that you're biting off the Switch? All right. <laughs> Clearly, they've they've done the, the legal work to find out whether that's that's any kind of copyright infringement. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if, if it's allowed, if it's allowed, I mean that's probably just a shorthand to get you to clearly understand what their concept yeah. is. That's probably not what they legally wrote down. Yeah, no, I, I wow, can you imagine if they actually wrote that shit in? Like, yo, <laughs> we going for the switch market, we coming for the head. <laughs> but yeah, no, because switch I mean, is that's what they're doing by announcing it like that. I, that's what I feel like, you know what I mean? But <laughs> exactly um, a PC based switch portable would be, I think, very well received. Yeah, very well received. Um, because the Switch's form factor is 100% its selling point, and it's a hit. Nintendo yeah. hit that form factor. And like Steam has been trying to trying to get a, a console going for a while. Yes, they have definitely been wanting to get into the hardware market because it, it that is the the next evolution of what they want to really do is not just be able to provide you your games at your PC. They've always wanted to untether their game services from your computer. And this is definitely, I think, a really good way to, to, to jump into that market for sure. Aren't things like the display what makes a computer unique, though, also? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. These They're putting in some pretty powerful graphical displays. Like, they're going to be, they're definitely going to be more powerful than the Switch graphically. So yeah. they're going to have really good graphics on this these Switch-like sure. portable displays. Yeah, they would have to because some of the games, because Switch, um, I'm sorry, Steam allows you to play, like, triple a like mm-hmm. really really graphic intensive games yeah so to have a portable device that's also comparable to the shit that might be in high-end pc specs mm-hmm. it should be interesting yeah yeah nice they definitely uh they 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 uh debuted the guardians of the galaxy game which looks, that really, looks interesting. really fresh nice. I like that. it does it looks fun <laughs> they, they showed a lot of the inter-character interactions <laughs> they tried very hard to keep the comedy banter <laughs> at the all-time high <laughs> and it's very much, and this was actually all in-game graphics, which was or in-game footage, which yeah. I thought was really stand out of them because that game's coming out, I think, in four months in October. Nice. And so, yeah, they they have a substantial amount of footage, and so they they put that on display. But dude, they I I would give them a solid six and a half seven for the dialogue because they went <laughs> heavy on the comedy dialogue, and they tried. And and I mean, the thing you got to understand that these a lot of the. Almost everything Marvel makes is for kids, man. That's their yeah. ultimate downfall and why I can't watch a lot of their animated programs mm-hmm. because they end up being like, they're so tailored towards kids that they're so kiddish sometimes in a lot of ways. And it's just like, ah, like I see what you're going for there, but you like it's low hanging fruit, man. You could do it right. a little bit better, but that's not, we're not really their target audience. No, we're tagalogs. I would definitely agree there. We're tagalogs, um, and I will contrast that and say it's the kid in me that loves that they shit. Love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's True. just that's why I say I'm not a harsh critic of them because most of why everything that I see from them, I'm like this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. man. And so uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy games looks like it's coming together nicely. You know, of course, 
you always got to wait for the hands on. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but from what, hands from on what they were willing like... to show us, looks like it's it's, it's going to be a good game. I think it's a single player experience. You control Peter Quill with party members, and that's how the other guardians are 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 mixed in. You know, a lot of people were not happy with that. They expected a full Guardians of the Galaxy a Galaxy experience to be able to play as everyone. But I don't know. I don't know what what. It's not necessary. I, I don't think it's necessary. necessary. I don't no, think no. it's absolutely necessary at all. Yeah, if you if you if they do it right and this game is fun, then fuck it, it's fine. Yeah. And I will say, it that would be great to play as all the other characters. Yes, but you know, exactly. And, and that would be Marvel expand it. Or, or That's additional content. That? That's additional. Yeah, content. like that. Yeah, expand it. Mm-hmm. Save that. And that's but uh, I will say that the the, diff- the new actors and actresses that they chose are <laughs> a little bit jarring, just because I've become so familiar with yeah the, the Guardians sense. of the Galaxy as yeah. they were. Yeah. But, um, you mean they're not the live action ones? <laughs> no, no, they, they couldn't. It's they a whole cast. They're definitely yeah, cast I know, them, yeah. I know, I know. It's like it, you said the new cast. It's not really a new cast. Yeah, because it's not a new you know, cast. It's an animation. The 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 video game cast rather yeah. than the movie cast. Um. Because I've become so accustomed to the movie cast, the video game cast is a little bit jaunting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that they're working with something. Um, it's I'm definitely gonna wait to to see what the final verdict is when it comes out because uh, I feel like the dialogue's gonna get old really quick. It's gonna get old really quick because like Peter Quill, it, well, Rocket Raccoon is way like they they put him on nine thousand. <laughs> They took Rocket Raccoon and was like, yo, so what if we can make him a bigger asshole? Nah, that's messed up. Yeah, let's try that. That's messed up. Yeah, and and Drax definitely does not have the... The actor for Drax does not have the personality of Dave Bautista. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) And when I say personality, he doesn't... He can't act... He can't play the lack of personality the way Dave Bautista did. Because yeah. they, you know, it was so perfect. Like Drax, a lot of people that can do that. Drax, Drax's character There's so not. casually would say things that were like, "All right, my nigga, I definitely see where you're coming from," but no, <laughs> nah. Yeah, but yeah, crazy. so you know that'll take some getting used to. But I, it's gonna rest very heavily on the writing in that game. I think because I think they have a solid combat engine. I think they have a solid storyline. Um, it's got MCU tie-ins. It's got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Well, I don't know if they're MCU tie-ins, but they seem to to have a storyline that runs very parallel to the MCU, so you get that feel for for being in the expanded universe type of thing. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it's all about the gameplay for me. Yeah, <laughs> I need to know what that plays like. Is it Which, supposed to be replicating like the movie? No, 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 because you can't really do that. No. There's too much shit going on. Yeah, that's why. They also, had to, you already uh, know the story, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't put out a game that copies the movie story this far yeah. off from the movie. So, like, what is it? The premise of it? Then I guess. Is uh, it... they didn't give you that much from the trailer. The trailer yeah. was just more like a. It's a teaser to sort of yeah. let you know what. But you're not what it looks know what like and what it's like. Yeah. No. Okay, that's no, cool. They show you some Fair of the enough. enemies that you fight, which yeah. are a lot of the people that you saw in the Guardians universe anyway. But mm-hmm. you didn't really get any true information. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, and Final Fantasy Square mm. did have a showing. Nice. And they showed some other stuff as well that was definitely not nearly as uh, interesting. But they they didn't have anything on Final Fantasy VII Remake 2, and they didn't have anything on Final Fantasy 16. They didn't have anything on Final Fantasy 14. But so they, what did, they did. They, <laughs> they did premiere <laughs> a new property that they're releasing, uh, which seems to be an action RPG property that they are doing set in the beginnings of the Final Fantasy universe, 
called Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. And it seems to follow the story of the original Warriors of Light as they go to fight uh, Garland after he takes on the the chaos. Hmm. Fuck it, I'm with it. And, and it, <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see where they're going with this because, yeah, right? <laughs> they, they have um, definitely put forward that they, and I say they, uh, the the creators of Final Fantasy have definitely put forward that they are interested in doing more action RPG oriented stuff. And this is definitely from what they showed in terms of gameplay and everything was absolutely part and parcel with that goal, it seems. And so, you know, it's not going to be your traditional final fantasy term based, uh, uh, addition to this, to the franchise, but it does look like it has some interesting takes on the action RPG elements. And it doesn't seem like it goes like so deep as like a devil may cry, Love. but it's definitely along the lines of Final Fantasy VII remakes uh, combat style, where it's going to be a mix of menu based action RPG elements, which that I'm a fan sense. of. I they actually probably like already it. have the engine for it. Absolutely, and they exactly they own the engine for that, and so <laughs> the, using it in their IPs is it makes a lot of sense. That's cool. But yeah, so that's coming out. It boy, they had. They had some trouble. They had some trouble. <laughs> so they wanted to do a corresponding launch of a demo, a playable demo for the game as well, uh, which ended up whatever whatever version of the demo they posted on their servers was corrupted. And so nobody it's got to rough, play it. Bro. And everybody. Rough. <sighs> yeah, I wonder who got the ass chewed for that. Bro. <laughs> who got the <laughs> ass chewed for Whose responsibility was it to have it ready for E3? God and drop that ball. You're and fired. then not just that, there is there evidently is no workable file because they still haven't posted a working version of it yet. So that that looks real bad. Maybe it was Russia's fault. But right. and, and, but the whole <laughs> thing it's definitely Russia's hat. fault. It's definitely Russia's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Russia and China what? colluded. <laughs> Collusion everywhere. Uh, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> and then somebody some poor schmuck got fired. Damn. <laughs> On the back of the Chinese Russian collusion. That's some bullshit. But no, um uh Back to the to the point at hand, <laughs> the whole thing seemed rushed because if the localization of the of the dialogue in the uh, in the uh, cinematic demo that they put up, boy was it bad. <laughs> Evidently, they they must have translated every third word as chaos because I swear they must have said chaos 180 <laughs> times in the minute and a half that they said that, that they were. They do be doing that sometimes. And I was like, yo, my G. It, 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 they said it so many times it instantly became a meme so every stream that I that I was watching for the rest of E3 today was like it's chaos everything is chaos <laughs> when chaos ensues and then of course they the, the, they botched the rollout of the demo and he's like yo more chaos with the demo it's like oh Jesus Christ Oh man, but yeah, oh, so hilarious. it seemed a Don't little you hate bit it when you rushed. create the basis of your own ridicule? Absolutely. Well, oh, <laughs> that's on. the worst, that's bro. The story of my life. Meme yourself, giving people ammunition <laughs> to make yeah, fun yeah. of them. Come on, most man. Of our better lives. than that. Most, better at that than me. Most of our lives. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and <laughs> that's say that's the that. human experience, right <laughs> there. Giving the everyone the ammunition to take shots, 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 shots. Yeah, most of us are vulnerable. Now, so that was that. That was pretty much the highlights of of E three, but. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to a working version of the uh, Stranger of Paradise uh, demo. It's PS5 only, obviously, because, you know, that's, 
they they have to find some way to seclude us peons from playing their awesome <laughs> games. So <laughs> why would they put it out on a platform that we all own, right? Nah, Who does that? Nah. We ain't say. Yo, in about a year and a half, they won't even be selling them shits no more. So why the fuck should they be selling? What, PS4s? Yeah. They wouldn't be selling new PS4s in about like a year and a half. I think that they would yeah, sell. Yeah, definitely. Sell. But I just hope that, I hope that we can put... deal with this fucking... Because the thing is that these scalpers are fucking relentless, dude. And if they if, if Sony's just going to keep releasing these systems into the wild and think that the scalpers aren't going to just keep buying them until the public is forced to go to them... <sighs> I think it's going to be a long time. <laughs> I mean, um, it's not that big a deal. It, I'm not really planning to buy a PS5 for another year and a half or so. So hmm. I'm not really. That's kind of okay. You could put the half on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like. First like of all, like when you that. buy a new PS, when you buy <laughs> a new system like a PS5, there's like four or five games readily available for you to play. And for someone like me, yes, for someone like me, that number drops down to like two to three. Yeah, and you have to wait for those. Like, you got to wait for people to make new games for for the system itself, which is going to take about a year and a half to two years. That's wild. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be like that, pretty much. Yeah, Yeah. it's because because it's it's their business model to put out that that shit goes on a cycle. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they definitely it's it's not random that. It, it, that the games drop in the way that they do. Hell no. It really isn't. So, yeah, it, it does take... Um, unless you are an avid video game player who plays multiple genres of games, when when a system drops, it is not very likely that you're going to have more than six months' worth of games that drop with a system. Yeah. And like to each get that, genre of gamer, gamer might get two to three. Yeah. Might get Three two sports lucky, games. My G. Might get two shooters. Might get two action adventure games. Makes sense. That yeah. falls in line yeah, with the strategy because yeah, you kind of just obviously you're not going to just let them start developing on your system I mean, before you could, the system's released. Do I mean, they <laughs> do though. They do that. Like they give out the kit well, before the system comes yeah, out so that they yeah, have stuff yeah, ready so for launch day. Stuff. But but at the end of the day, only major studios be, yeah, can sure. really like accommodate They're stuff like be that much. Not for nothing. These systems, which is not an ecosystem that I'm, that I uh, get too into, but I do browse it occasionally, and that's the digital releases from indie developers. Yeah, a lot of these systems now, even though they they only do release on a schedule when it comes to their physical and AAA or 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 high end releases, they there is a very vibrant digital release market Hell for a yeah. lot of these systems. And so when I say a lot of these systems, the three big ones, Nintendo, PS, uh, PlayStation, and Xbox, all have very active indie digital release markets. And so, you know, there's a lot that does incentivize you to, to early adopt a new generation of system. It's still a bad idea, though. It's still a bad idea <laughs> because, you know, technology is what it is, and you're always just better off waiting for a later development cycle because, yeah. you know, just by nature of, of, of capital efficiency they're if they find a better and easier and faster and cheaper way of making the same thing that they are now, they're going to do it that way. Yeah. And so you're probably just better until they figure that out because they're yeah, not going to exactly. wait to release it when they, you know, they're not going to yeah. wait to find that out before they release it. Yeah. They're just going to release it and hopefully find that out of, along the way. They, like mm-hmm. each of this major system developers have proven that to us. Yep. I think with the exception of Nintendo, I don't think Nintendo makes a bunch of... I don't think Nintendo does that. I think Nintendo, like, each system is different from the previous one. I don't really think they make subsystems They do sure. features. Within. They do features They might, a lot. yeah. yeah. They, they, if they release a new version of a system, it's because there's a feature, not a cosmetic yeah. upgrade. They very rarely do cosmetic upgrades. 
Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So like PlayStation, they'll give you the same PlayStation just in a smaller box. You know what I mean? Feel me but, more powerful than yeah. the previous one too. You know, yeah. Or, or, well, no, not usually. It's usually the same specs, but yeah, it's slightly usually better. the same specs for PlayStation. But I, I understand they will offer you another model with an increased spec uh, in the future. Usually, like a premium model. It's crazy of some sort. to compare but, them. Um, it's really interesting. That's just a that's a performance upgrade. That's not a feature upgrade. Nintendo typically does feature upgrades. So yeah, there's definitely that that, that, that differentiation. So yeah, you know that was pretty much E3 in a nutshell. And I hear that Xbox is basically for kids these days. Well, all, video really? games are always for kids. If you're a real man, you got to have a PlayStation. <laughs> oh, no, I just realized I had my buddy who would like <laughs> drill that into me. Like when I had to get another game system, like I was that out of it. I didn't even have one. He's like, yeah, like it's all about Sony these days. You got to have a PlayStation 100%. I, mean, no I, I personally still do that. Yeah, that shit is so, so petty and immature. No it's like, no, nah, it's just video games. I yeah. like all Because I was loyal to Xbox. I was doing, I switched from Nintendo so, you know, mm-hmm. Nintendo, Sony thing, I always had like a loyalty to Nintendo. So it was a natural transition to lean towards Xbox. I wasn't going to go for a PlayStation. But then See, when I was I'm, just in like, uh, I didn't like Microsoft. So it was easy yeah, for me to be like, nah, fuck Xbox. And fucking Bill Gates. I didn't like <laughs> Xboxes. And, like, those, first and those were the controllers. first systems to actually implement uh, monitoring software oh, into yeah, the base true. hardware of the machine hmm, yeah. that, that can be remotely accessed. Well, like on the 360? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was the 360 was the first one that implemented those, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Crazy. Yeah, fuck Xbox. Fuck them. <laughs> That's the conclusion. <laughs> yeah, it, let, let's move on to some uh, entertainment news. I did see that Insecure Season 5 wrapped shooting, and I think this is going to be nice. their last season. So, you know, I'm always one to start a Issa Appreciation Corner, so I wanted to give a shout-out to her and her cast. I look forward to catching this season, wrapping up the drama. <laughs> Love to see the black drama. You know what I mean? <laughs> Much better than all that other drama, <laughs> but no, um, not nah, Insecure is just a really well well done show. Yeah, you know, and it's one that that speaks to a a more grounded experience as a black person in you know the everyday world. In my opinion, at least, mm-hmm. it speaks. It's at least for myself, I I can relate a lot more to the to the oddities that randomly happen in that show than I can mm-hmm. with a lot of other shows. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I I always want to to bigger up for that for for making that lane. Because obviously that lane didn't exist before, really, for like a predominantly black cast to come in there and really do like regional because it's very much based out of where they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, to do regional black drama, comedy. Where is it based out of? Inglewood. Oh, nice. Yeah, right around the corner, actually. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, so, nice. you know, big ups to Issa Rae and cast. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to to catching the wrap-up of Insecure Season 5. Do you watch Insecure? No, that I don't one. watch it. I think I've seen the commercial for it. I think commercial enough is powerful. I've but always said I, that... It's not a kind of show that I would generally say have time to If you don't have drama try. in your media diet... Mm-hmm this is a good one to add just to round out the genres of things that you watch. Fair because enough. I know that it's, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I always like keeping a, a you know, a well-rounded uh, uh, category of genres that I yeah. get into. Yeah. You know, just, you know, just, just to keep myself, you know, a little bit uh, seasoned when it comes to the, to those yeah. things. But nonetheless, uh, 
I think insecure is a great one uh, okay. to get into because of how relatable it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, kind of like how Weeds kind of was in the yeah. beginning, or even Breaking Bad to that matter. For that yeah. matter, the first season of Breaking Bad is is probably a lot more grounded, mm-hmm. you know, and very relatable f- for people. But so this sure. is one that I like if you're trying to get into some drama. How far are they in that? Which Five seasons? Season? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's an HBO show, uh, series, so you know it's very high production quality. Yeah. Um, and, and great distribution. You can get it on a lot of platforms. So cool. Yes, sir. Uh, moving on from that. Did you see? Um, did you see what was going on in the headlines of Polo G when he was in Miami at his release party? Mm-mm. Yeah, like okay. This this one I found to be a bit egregious because from what I understand, this young man Polo G is not. He's not one to be in the streets. You know what I mean? Like he's not one to be engaged like a lot of the other rappers from the region are from his region are. Yeah. And so he was recently uh, celebrating a very successful album release. And I mean, they went, I mean, when I say they, uh, Miami PD went to intercept him. And I mean, they brought out the whole force. They brought out a small army, blocked off all the roads, like acting like he was a really like high value target to, 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 um, to try to apprehend. Separated him from his parents. Now, mind you, Polo G is a minor still, I believe. You know? And it just goes to show, like, the egregious nature of how they harass any kind of successful black person. Because the worst part about this is that when they they could not have possibly have been looking for him for anything that bad because his bond was only (laughs) $5,000. They put him through all of that. They mobilized this whole huge squadron of police to apprehend somebody who clearly is rich enough to pay a $5,000 bond. They were celebrating an album release party. You know what I mean? Like the, the the egregious nature of this harassment was just so blatant on the face of it. I thought it was really fucked up, but you know, you're not hearing a lot about it. Like this is the kind of shit, like it it drives, it, it drives a resentment for these young men when they do the things that they're told to in society and then they're still met with this. Like, this is a young man that, from what I understand, should be lauded for his ability to produce quality music without entrenching himself in the kind of stuff that could put him into danger. And yet, even when he does that, the police the police represent a whole nother layer of shit he has to deal with. The Matrix. For no reason. You know, like this shit is this this is crazy. Like, and, and so it, it sucks the, because we're, we have you know we, we would hope to ingratiate people to you know reward them for their good behavior, but we can't even do that as a community because even when we ingratiate them, the police are there to tell them, "I don't give a fuck what you do. You're still just a nigga in a coop," as as, as Mr. West would say. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you still ain't shit. And it's like, man, you know how to? And then they're gonna spin this somehow. This is gonna get spun somehow. What in are, the mainstream media, as this is his issue. Yeah, what are the charges that are being brought? They weren't. They, he's a minor, so they can't. Mm. They can't um say, but mm. uh, yeah, they that's what I'm saying. Like, say they're they're not. Well, he oh. his privacy is well, yeah, yeah, as a minor, yeah. so it might not even come out then in that way. Well, I'm sure that it would well, come yeah, out and and you know, it's <clears> an on, I'm assuming it's an ongoing court case. I didn't so. realize that he was a minor though. Young, yeah, yeah, young dude. Um, now I. Uh, like a I'm being sure, under 18. I don't know. Can you, can you check that for me how old he is? I'm pretty sure he's, he, 
either he's a minor or the person who who was with him was a minor. But I'm pretty sure Polo G is super young. And so maybe uh, that makes he's sense. 22. Oh, uh. he's 22. So the person who was with him, his younger brother, uh-huh. was was the minor. Okay. I apologize. So. Well, yeah, and I hadn't heard anything about this. Which the we younger brother was the one. It. But that's the thing is, is that if if that's the case, all of that to get the younger brother. Yeah. Detaining Polo G. Like I the, the whole the whole thing just reeks of bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 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 whole situation reeks. You know, and and and, and I saw it because I, I evidently Spice was out with them, and so she went on Instagram with his mother to let her to to make a public statement about what was going on, and I guess that that was the only platform they had. But the, they showed the police. It was it, it was like a dozen police cars with 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 you know three times as many police there. Yeah. Blocking off everything. Well, they like to roll like that. This shit is crazy. The gang. But, but yeah, I just want to show a little solidarity with, with with the brother. You know, I'm not a huge, I'm not a purveyor of his music too much, so <laughs> I can't speak to the his artistic acumen. But if he's being successful and keeping his nose, you know, out of the dirt, then that that's all I need to know to give him the praise that he's deserving of. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know, I hope that I hope that that all gets resolved and and something get and something happens or 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 at least some light is is shown on these officers for the kind of of harassment that they regularly you know enact on people who who haven't done anything. Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 egregious. Hopefully, it gets dealt with. And whoever set it up, I guess the relative part would be what's the charges being brought against him as well. And I guess yeah, the whole manner in which they went about arresting him and his brother, or, uh, yeah, whoever, yeah, whoever else it was. Um, what I do know about Polo G, or what I've learned about him over the past couple of years, he's been getting popular. Is that like I associated him with being a rapper who like goes in with bars, like bar to bar, like bar for bar, blah, blah blah. Like that's the kind of style that I do like, and that's mm-hmm. what I hear from him. Then I, as far as it was brought to my attention, he does a lot of, yeah, different, not just like uh, spitting, just like straight bars. He does a lot of like, more like auto tune or like singing kind of like songs and stuff like that. So it kind of threw me off because like, oh, okay. It was my friend that was telling me, yeah, he's not really just like a straight spitter. Sounds diverse Like a rapper. Yeah. He has more like diversity about him. And I guess most of his music is not just kind of like that straight, like rap, like hip hop stuff. So I, I I respect him. Yeah. For that. And I think that's what his skill is then is that he can put down when he needs to some like gangster rap Mm -hmm. type of music, which is the the kind that I like the most. But I, I do think that to his own credit, he, he definitely knows what he's doing. He comes from Chicago, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, not obviously a tough area. <laughs> it's 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 not just a tough area, but it's a high density of, of talent in that area. Yeah, like, it's yeah. a very competitive rap scene out there. For sure. You know, not just for the danger aspect, but in terms of really good rappers. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. But yeah, I just I wanted to bring some light to that. So yeah, let's move on to some international topics. There's some stuff going on around the world on the weekend that I thought was interesting. Um in Israel, following the Israel Palestine issue, the Israeli government has finally moved to do some form of consolidation because they have a parliamentary system. So if you win the election, you then have to be able to create a coalition of the other parliamentary forces to be able to be legitimized as the president. Uh, And Benjamin Netanyahu has been unable to do so for the past four years. So finally, the people decided, all right, we're going to vote for somebody else. And so um, a, uh, a new uh, uh, president has been elected in who has been able 
to, I guess, on the face of it, uh, I think organize a 51% majority coalition. So this will be interesting. A part of his coalition is does actually include a Palestinian political class that represent the people uh, of the Gaza. And so this would kind of be the first steps towards maybe some kind of resolution in uh, in the short term for this situation. There, I don't know if there's going to be a long-term resolution because there is still a huge cultural divide there that has to be overcome before um, Israel decides to actually, you know, govern alongside Palestinian people in earnest. But in the short term, this can mean a secession of violence. This could be a mean a return to reconstruction. This can mean an end to to uh, the continued settlements encroaching on uh, the Gazan property. So you know, I think that this is you know uh, maybe a positive thing. Now, unfortunately, what I heard is that the Palestinian representatives in in the uh, in this new coalition government are the equivalent of uh, the Jim Clyburns of our political system. And if you're familiar with them, that is the it's popularly referred to as the black misleadership class. Yeah. It's the this is the class of, you know, southern aristocratic African Americans who always side with liberal Democrats, no matter how performative their gestures are, no matter how uh egregious the 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 misgivings are that the people are presenting. They always tell black people, you gotta vote blue. You gotta, and so it's that it's the equivalent of that part of our uh, uh, our uh, politics that is represented also in the the Israeli politics, um, Palestinian and the, uh, the Palestinian yeah, equivalent yeah, of what that would be. Okay, yeah. And so I'm hoping that the people yeah, I mean, can move their politicians better than we can move our politicians. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Obviously, we get these people elected and then they, they then go on to not represent our interest. I'm hoping that in Israel, there's a little the the situation is a little bit more dire, calling yeah. for a little bit more action. It's a little more, um, you know, it's a little more uh, urgent on the face of it. Yeah. So maybe this will actually result in them making some positive, at least short term uh, uh, changes for the better for the you know, the Gazan people to at least stabilize their living. You know what I mean? Stop them from losing their houses, stop them from being attacked and restoring basic uh, utility services to their homes, such as electricity, water. And from speaking on that, Mm -hmm. on like a general understanding I have of what's been going on there, as much as their territory of the Palestinians that gets wiped out, it looks like they're on course to not have any territory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they've, so, definitely, they've been on course for no territory. In, in that case, yeah, I think, I think that's like where does... they have maybe 15% of what they originally had. Where like. do we go from here kind of situation where does it end up being the ultimate, yeah, they're going to get wiped out of there and we're just going to say that's what happened or does well, that's it... Well, that's the plan that the pause, Israelis are doing. Yeah. So pretty much they call it mowing the lawn. Yeah. And so... Well, Zionist specifically too, no? You know, and, and it's funny you say that because it... it I so I try to to participate in in leftist uh, discourses on the internet, yeah. And everyone that I I've never heard someone refer to Zionists in a positive light, and it's like 
I repeatedly hear in the left, uh, the discourse on American social media mostly, they try to rehabilitate the worst fucking ideologies instead of actually trying to think about how do we progress into the future with new and better ideologies. And so I'm glad that you mentioned the Zionist because that is what's happening. This ethnic cleansing is being perpetrated by a Zionist ideology. And I was in a conversation the other day where they were trying to rehabilitate the idea of what Zionists are. And I was like, you guys just don't have any, you, you just don't want to have a productive conversation. You don't want to have a real conversation if you're trying to, to rehabilitate the image of people who are committing ethnic genocide. Like whatever rehabilitation you're trying to do falls on deaf ears because it's yeah. being done in the face of ethnic genocide. Exactly. <laughs> At that point you've lost all credibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, it, you're absolutely right in saying like, there's a very particular faction that is perpetrating, you know, a lot of the cultural and, and political ills <laughs> that come with that mindset. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, not to say that there isn't, you know, ethnic tensions in the Jewish people with the Palestinians. Yes, they exist, but it's being stoked to a fever pitch by that that minority that you were referencing. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful. I think something, you know, I'm you got to remain hopeful. Yeah, or else what's too. the point of engaging yeah, with this right. shit? You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing those charts uh, throughout the years of how much their territory has declined, I think puts it into perspective. Like, geez, they're not actually. They've, and 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 I, I'm sure that there's people who are asking for a restoration of of lands and property. But um, I think that a lot of the current Palestinians are like, yo, just can can you stop? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, you got most of it, uh, you know. We're not, you know, are you just going to eradicate us? If you're just going to eradicate us, then let's just, let's do this. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. got to be that terrible feeling that you know that these people are trying to wipe you out, oh, yeah. but they won't do it in a fell swoop. They just keep on picking off the people at the edges. And there you go. Like, you seeing know? that again in real, like, seeing that real footage of people in their houses where bombs are going off yeah. outside. And you're imagining if that was you. And you've been at fucking work and then you come home and this is what you're fucking dealing with. It's just ridiculous. And that's how I know that people who engage in, in like conversations about this, whether they're genuine or not, because at no point does that become okay. At what point yeah. is it okay to generate no. that circumstance? And people that have misunderstandings of how war works, it's where like it doesn't work like that, where whether, you just get to fucking you, bomb the regular ass Israel's people. Right, whether you believe Palestinians <laughs> are right doesn't matter yeah. at no point should anyone be generating those circumstances for people who haven't done anything no. wrong no exactly. <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean it's crazy it just you just can't justify it you know yeah. what i mean so if we can't start from there then clearly this is a conversation about why you want to justify your racism <laughs> that's because that's where it goes from there yeah how where else do we go from well should the people who committed no crimes have their house blown up no okay who's doing that Okay, Israel? Okay, can we start there then? Yeah. You know what I mean? Complain about Hamas all you want. Exactly. All of those things <laughs> exist, and we can absolutely address them. But can we start with the people them. who are blowing up <laughs> civilian homes and yeah. blowing up you know, journalist uh, outlets? Yeah. You know what I mean? And blowing up schools and hospitals. Can we, we start there? We because that seems to be the most pressing issue, Hamas. right? Yeah, we can't justify that with Hamas attacks. That no. doesn't justify and, the retaliation. And, 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 every, and, and I'm... I, with their fucking universally, uh, striker you know, dome that doesn't allow yeah, the iron dome, yeah, the iron dome doesn't allow things inside of it. But if one thing gets inside of it, you're gonna pay a thousand things. Yeah, back. well, if you look at the death toll, I think the death toll in, like in this last or yeah, it was like twelve versus like several hundred. 
And it's like, okay, people so people hear that and go, oh, 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 really? That's what, oh, it's like, okay. well, well d- don't poke the bear. Like, what the fuck? What kind of, what are you, what's wrong with you? Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, what is wrong with you for real? Like, and men, I, I, I find myself having to say that a lot in the discourse when it comes to like, these just crazy ideas of like, they deserve it. Whether, and, and, and it's whenever you see an ethnic minority being like physically oppressed, there's always some weird minority, like <laughs> there's some weird people on the side, like, well, they kind of deserved it. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, what is wrong with you for real though? Yeah. There's definitely something wrong with you. And I would love to know what it is because I want to avoid it at all costs. Oh, but yeah, moving on from that, uh, it was, you know, the poor island, not the poor island of Puerto Rico, but the island of Puerto Rico has just been hit back to back to back with fucking natural disaster, man-made disaster, natural disaster, man-made disaster. And now I'm assuming that in an attempt to recover their power grid, the government realizing that the government is in debt and will never be able to generate the type of surplus necessary for them to outright pay Mm -hmm. for the upgrades that need to happen to the um, power plant decided, which is, um, which is a man-made issue. Like, their debtors are actually people who are disaster profiteers who are <laughs> who really put them in debt because a hurricane hit them and they needed help, you yeah. know, which is fucked up enough. But nonetheless, they turned to many in the many of the times the same private organizations to privatize their uh, electrical grid to try to help them rebuild it. So pretty much, you know, the government owns those municipal uh, resources. They can sell a stakeholder uh, uh, share in it to a private company such that they get a profit share with um, out of running it. Unfortunately, I think it was like a week after the sale became final and the the private company took over the uh, the electrical uh, grid. The the entire grid failed, mm. or I think the entire northern portion of the grid failed. Mm. So. Now they're actually producing less electricity than they were before the privatization. Nobody could have known how hard providing electricity was. Oh yeah, no, no, no. There's clearly, there's clearly no examples of how to set up electrical grids. Oh, man. This is my first day. Now and now, now, mind you, these, this, this was an earlier scandal that happened, I think, a few years ago because they were uh, Kushner in, uh was bidding out, was selling out the uh, the construction bids to his friends. Yeah. And none of them had the experience yeah, the or ability to experience. actually yeah, fix yeah, the stuff. Yeah. And so, about right. <laughs> you know, it's just, oh, man. The idea that Puerto Rico somehow should get further in bed with the United States by becoming a state just sounds sillier and sillier every time you see what, what private corporations and the government allow, in America, allow to happen to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. in its current state. Like, you can't, be in an abusive relationship and then expect it to get, get better after you get married. Like, you know what? Exactly. If we get married, it'll definitely get better. It's like, no, nah, we got to fix this now. You know what I mean? You got you to gotta figure out the abusive relationship now or, 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 or walk away from it. But deepening the relationship is not the answer. Not. Definitely not the answer. And, 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 and so, yeah, it just really distressed me seeing like, you know, Everyone wants to shit on the, the the Puerto Rican government because they're they're American stooges and all that stuff, and they've proven themselves to be. But 
there's no alternative. Yeah. The alternative is private companies that are worse than the government. At least the government kept the lights on occasionally. The private companies can't even do that. So does it ultimately mean that they're fucked though? That's what it feels like. Like as a, as a Puerto Rican person living in the northern part of the island, if I was in the blackout, I would feel completely fucked. Yeah. So it's like kind of time to get the hell out of there. Or nah, I don't I, believe in running. And and you know, I've yeah, had a, I've thought about that a lot this weekend because of some conversations I've had. Yeah. But um, while I do believe, like, if you are in danger and you have no way to even focus on creating a life for yourself where yes. you are, yes, yes get the fuck out. But Get out. On the other hand. If you're living like, like I want to leave, I do, I do have a genuine sentiment, sentiment to move out of America, but at the same token, there's nothing forcing me out. Like I don't, I don't have people with guns at my door. Mm -hmm. So I'm a lot more inclined to stay here, figure something out and try to make a change than I am to say that the more productive thing for me to do would be just to dip. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is a point in my life when I am going to leave because it's not productive to, to fight a, 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 an uphill fight your whole life. Yeah. It, you contribute to a bigger fight yeah. as much as you can, but there's absolutely a point where every human being has to do something differently. Yeah. If you spend the whole 15, 20 years of your life dedicated to fighting for the, for the rights of other people, you've served your bid, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I believe everyone should contribute. And- Part of of being able to to foresee the next generation and be a good gatekeeper is knowing when to bow out gracefully and say that it's the next generation's turn. And part of that is knowing when it's time for you to do something different. Yeah. So I get that part 100 percent. But yeah, it's um. I was even going to say, then how does the, I don't even know how deep the history in Puerto Rico runs. How oh. long have some of those people been there? There's a very deep history in Puerto yeah, Rico. I, I, imagine, I, that, that's I don't know. Definitely, because it has it has history that goes back to its Spanish colonization, yeah, I believe. Yeah. And then it has a whole history of its own liberation and then American imperialism. Yeah. And so, and there's a whole slew between them. And then there's the indigenous people's history that goes even farther back than that. From that so, island. That's on that island, island, that people who originated there. That's you crazy. know what I mean? Like, yeah, who preceded all the Western contact. So you know, there, there's a there's a deep history yeah. there, but so for that respect, though, yes, yeah, not just cutting up and running either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I kind of got off on a tangent there because, um, as I said, I've I've, I've been having a lot of thoughts about like you got to keep contributing while you can. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I think we're on and, the same. And page I know a lot there, of, yeah. of people who who have That's very diverse side. ideas about immigration type stuff, and it's like, no, yeah. there is definitely a spot for to accept people to come into to this environment. From where they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I can understand, like, there's definitely situations in Puerto Rico where, yeah, it might be time to leave because mm-hmm. it is just insurmountable. And you have nothing to offer to that to that fight, yeah. but you do still have to survive and live. And so maybe doing so somewhere else is, is a thing for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I, also, you might have deep enough ties there to where you can still survive and contribute to the struggle of... Yeah trying to create a government that works you know what i mean because that's that's a toughie and that actually rings with something unique i was thinking of i wonder how many people have moved back there maybe some people feel like they can help and they've moved back there true and and i don't know many stories of that um a lot of puerto ricans who uh who i know in america (laughs) fuck out of there they're like yeah i'm not i'm not gonna go to a worse living condition sure you know what i mean i love my island i'll true i contribute to my island 
but I'm not going to move to my island to be in a worse living condition than I am here. Yeah, you know, weird one too. I think I just heard, uh, I can't distinguish between Logan Paul and Jake Paul too much, Neither but I think I. one of them lived there. Yeah. Oh, really? One of them recently moved there. I want to say it was Jake. And I can imagine that level. Exactly. I was going to say on that level. Good. It makes sense. But yeah, I can imagine maybe he will only be there for a year and he'll be gone. I don't know. But yeah, I think that one of the, the Logan brothers lived there now. The, what is it? Paul? Big mm-hmm. Paul. I think Paul's the last name. Yeah, so Paul Brothers, one of the yeah. Paul Brothers. <laughs> Confusing. Yeah, those, those are the big winners right there, man. Yeah. You know, and we, you know, we didn't, I, I don't think that we ever talked about the Mayweather fight, did we? No. Oh. Nah. And, and, and I think that there's a, there's a, there's a real interesting conversation to have around that, you know? I mean, we talked about it like when they announced it and shit, but we okay. didn't yeah. talk about the actual fight. Because it was last weekend. Yes. Yeah. But um, I think that there's an interesting conversation there because, I think uh, Floyd has a point. Like, nigga, I can't lose. I can't, I can't lose for winning. And to an extent, if you're only, especially if your only value comes from how much money he made, the man ain't wrong. Right. If your only metric is how much money he made. Keep with his age, mm-hmm. with his age and his status. Keep nah, in but mind, that man, that refers man's to health, system he could have gone the on money for many team. more years. I'm sorry, say it again? Keep in mind that he his uh, his company is called The Money Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you're and saying so, he could have still fought for years. And that's why I understand him valuing that. Yeah. But the amount of people I see jumping on the idea that he's always, like everyone who just co-signs, like, like I know why he thinks that. Yeah. Because that's his personal value structure. But the amount of people who portray to have that same value structure of like he can't lose if he makes money is wild because the thing that is that that is not acknowledged at all is like you do damage to your brand when you do things like that of course yeah you do damage to your brand you hurt your your long-term money making ability when you perform the way that he has Mm -hmm. when it comes to those fights and I'll no, you didn't lose because you won and you made money. I don't think that Floyd can draw another crowd like that again. My opinion. I don't know. He can prove me wrong. He's proven many people wrong. You know what I mean? But I don't think that he'll ever draw another crowd like he has. Does he I mean, to be to? fair, though, like, isn't like, I'm pretty sure his days of like real boxing are starting to go behind him. <laughs> no, oh, and, and, What's and his I, age too? What is it? Yeah, I was just about to say, like, how this, old is that, he? That's like, why most I, likely his that's career That's why I never sort of... knocked the exhibition status of this fight. I think that, yes, as a professional boxer, Floyd's real boxing days are behind him, but he probably, of, of, of pity pat fights like this, I think he had many more years of this if he chose to. If he chose to. Hmm. Now, if he says he's done, if he like knows that he's done fighting and he doesn't give a fuck, then. Honestly, right on, my G. I can't. That's your decision as a professional and as his own man. I can't knock him for that. Yeah. But if, but he definitely, in my opinion, has done damage to his legacy, in terms of, in terms of, uh, I think credibility as a a boxer. When in terms of like, in in my opinion. Yeah. Because like there really is no hard metric as to why he needs credibility <laughs> as a boxer. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I believe that his performance, well, like going in there, knocking the boy out and holding him up and 
playing with him. <laughs> he Wu did Shu. that. Yeah, that's yo. fucking hilarious. And he did. You could tell he did it by accident because Paul <laughs> that's moved even into. Better. He was trying to soft jab him, and Paul moved into that's it. That's even which better. is something I actually I can commiserate. I've definitely walked into many punches and added mad force to it for no reason. Yeah, that I, I understand it. That's a very that common happens, thing to, for an unexperienced huh? fighter to do. Yeah. But he held him up because he there's a no knockout rule. He's supposed to not knock him out. That's hilarious. And so I he held him up. That mismatch, and and people are like, oh, Floyd can't what hold him mean? up. You didn't like, know, do you know how strong Floyd is? You're a couple of professional boxer. If you yeah, think that, yeah, that Floyd part. can't can't <laughs> brace that man <laughs> for hilarious. a couple of seconds while he wakes up, you're crazy because Floyd is hella strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? I heard Jake, a lot of mixed things about it, too. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of people said it was trash and it was a hug fest and it was about yeah, and, blah, blah, and, blah. And that's why I had but a problem other people with it. Liked Not because it. he was fighting the YouTuber, honestly. Because at this yeah. point, that is what it is. It was the showing he put out. And I'm sorry, I just yeah. want to make that point before yeah, I get no, too far yeah. away from it. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was what I, like, I don't watch these shits, you know? I consider them. But I, after what I saw as a result, I would have felt like a sucker. If I would have paid and sat there and watched and that And you would have been a sucker if you paid $50 <laughs> for that shit. Or split I mean, it Especially even, because the yeah. undercards were so much better, too. The undercards yeah, were so yeah. much better, and that's not a good sign. You yeah. don't want the undercards to just be better fights, hands down, than the main event. That's that's That, that, will, be, that will disappoint people just on the face of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you violated expectations. And I don't know if that's an unreasonable expectation to have that the main event be better than the undercards. Well, to a certain extent, not including people like Mike Tyson, who it might be over in 10 seconds or 20 seconds. So whether that that was was, exciting, exactly whether that was what you were okay with or not, that's what you were hoping was was you might be disappointed about so you can go home to your lady. That's also exactly. I think that's better. That's also what could be the potential complaint. But no, obviously, I don't think people want to hug fest. And so that's what I think the issue was with like these past types of fight like that that I've seen with Nate Robinson versus one of the Paul brothers or whatever. Too. Yeah, it's like a lot of just yeah. When I got to see more of the footage, it's like hugging and a um, lot of and that's it. It feels like and if I wanted to watch unskilled fighters fight, I'd watch bum fight videos. There you go. So it, if that, I want to see unskilled people fight. They're not the only boxing game in town, so you ain't gotta true. watch them yeah. if you ain't fucking with them like that. True, true. True. I didn't think on his own credit, Jake was it? Yeah, Jake. One of them. Logan is, I believe, the older one, and I think the distinction I made is that Jake has tattoos. So Logan is older and cleaner looking. To be Jake's fair, an arbitrary distinction. My with I was just about to say, there's no real <laughs> reason to separate the two of them. And they're not. The, I thought they were twins. Yeah, they're not twins. They should be. They look like, okay. So <laughs> they look like they were made from the same exact cloning vat. He is younger and taller and bigger than him. At least that's something. He's got like 30 pounds on him and he's got a height on him. So he's yeah. got some reach on him. I we mean, you know, that, that yeah. doesn't go very far. But again, and yeah, learning more about Floyd, I'm like, his whole thing is that he's untouchable, basically. So you're not going to knock his ass Bro, out. This dude is <laughs> no matter how professional bad. fighters at their peak who trade <laughs> for months to. just to fight Floyd. And they still weren't it. able to hit him. And yeah. somehow people think and people don't seem to understand. Understand, like yeah, no. Floyd, no. on the just on the fact that Floyd's style is so defensive, he has not sustained the kind of damage that would cause yeah. a deterioration on his body that you would expect for his age at a, as a boxer. Yeah, that sure. man, yo, I'm telling you, if you've ever seen Capleton, you know, run up to defy a god. Um, if you ever see Capleton perform, you will understand what I mean. Like, yo. Age ain't nothing but a number, my nigga. No. Yo, that man is in his 60s running up high kneeing across the stage back and forth. Yo, yes. Floyd will be, do, he will be capable of knocking a nigga out <laughs> of, of a significant size larger than him as long as he does not have the skills 
until he's well into his late fifties. I believe. The foreseeable. I would say. I would see. I, I mean, because it he depends on the age of his. It depends on the age <laughs> of his opponent now. But I, I, Jake Paul was real young. He, yeah, but Jake Paul's not a fighter, right? That's what I'm saying. As long as they're not well, skilled fighters, and you, to, that's what to I'm not discredit to not discredit them too well, much yeah. either, like people like Jake, he does do. He at least trained for this, right? <laughs> that's irrelevant. It was a joke the whole time. I like, I like. There's a certain amount of sincerity that I would that that I would that I would hope to see before I start validating him as a fighter. Like, yeah, for you know sure. what I mean? Because like, yeah, I can go shoot a bunch too, of free so throws true. and then be like, "Yo, I'm about to go play some fame." You know, I'm gonna go go uh, play LeBron. Yeah, and it's just like LeBron could play me; it would still be disrespectful I because there's no that. amount of free throws I could show that I could shoot that would put me on his level to make this a decent showing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he needs to keep working on his free throws, by the way. Damn! Oh, wow. <laughs> Shout out to Bronny. But yeah, so that that was, that was my whole thing. I, I think that Floyd could have a lot more of these exhibitions in him, and he could make good showings of them. But he has proven that I don't think he's going to. And so yeah, I, you know, I think it was a squandered opportunity for him. But that's the I, I'm not the one who's money Mayweather, so he might have you know it sewed up and figured out already. He's but it, just didn't, it. it didn't look. It wasn't a good look for me personally, and I wasn't trying to hate on who he was fighting. I wasn't trying to hate on the exhibition. It just wasn't entertaining what they did in that ring there. And so I don't know if that's going to keep uh, if that's going to keep his million dollar purses rolling in. Yeah. If you're giving out whack fights. And yeah, speaking of that too, how much? To fight because him, first the bag will be there. Yeah. First I heard numbers like 20, 30. Then I was hearing they made a hundred and uh, yeah, I guess. It's well, all we all know that, too, that, that Floyd can't read the checks that are written to him. So who knows? <laughs> he has no clue how much money he has in his bank account. I bet you next it's going to be Logan. <laughs> He's going to be fighting. A year Fight from his brother. Now. Yeah. He's going to be like, I'm moving up the older brother. And I don't Let's say that to be disparaging, but, but Floyd Mayweather has never, has never, like when they called him out for not being able to, to, to adequately read for his age, oh. he never stepped in to say, you know what guys, that's fucked up. I'm going to get on my shit and learn yeah. to read. He never once addressed that shit. He was just like, I don't need to be able to read. He doesn't so it's like, shit. yo, all the people are like, oh, Floyd is so rich. And it's like, I've never known a niche, rich nigga who couldn't read properly. <laughs> It's like dead ass, dead ass, and that's dead. so. No, yeah. and I've I've met a lot of niggas who couldn't read who said that they were rich, but yeah. really weren't. Yeah, well, and I think that perfectly goes into your mentality, which is why I would never call myself poor because I relate that more of the spiritual level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never, I'm not poor spirit. I've never felt poor spiritually like that. So yeah, I think that's relative the opposite. But yes, if you're rich and you cannot read and you're then there's probably someone taking advantage of you as we speak. Probably not right. Not a, to not be a, fair, not a proper comment. Lots of rich niggas that can read still get taken advantage of. <laughs> it's true, it's right. true. Yep, which, I think puts, which makes Floyd at a double disadvantage. <laughs> not very true, but yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap on that. Appreciate you for joining us, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and you can find me. us on the social media. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron, and you can find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Rico underscore G sound. Nice. And I'm on Instagram. I got a new car page up there. Ooh. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Follow for the likes. I've been waiting to plug this all, like, all these two weeks. No, but yeah, so I have a new, I have a car page up there. It's called the LA Car Spot. Nice. And so that's what it's about. It's about car spotting. Pretty simple uh, there. And it's uh, based out of LA. So there we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So give them a follow and check out the hot rods. Mm. There's not going to be any hot rods, probably. Variety. Yeah. <laughs> and mostly, yeah, the hot rods, I will save those for probably later. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. I recently got a lot of good pictures, though. I actually have a crew that 
came through with like 10 they're rolling like 10 12 deep with old schools Ooh, hot rods nice that's awesome so yeah i do uh, that will be dropping eventually nice 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 all righty guys well thank you for joining us and always remember time is only wasted if you choose to waste it so learn from your mistakes it's the only thing you ever really will learn from have a great one guys peace take it easy peace out guys